Hey, this is Johnny LaQuasto. Right now, I'm hanging out with Jason Love at the Comedy Hideaway in Santa Barbara, the best place in Santa Barbara to see comedy. This is the Labor of Love podcast. Who knows? Maybe I'll be on sometime, and we'll take our clothes off. <laughs> Johnny LaQuasto, Mr. Smooth. Last time I saw Johnny, we were auditioning for this dating show to be the host, and he beat me out. He did, and he earned it. He was better in front of my eyes, made the casting people laugh, let his personality flow, and I, by contrast, little nerdy teenager with headgear, pimples inside my shell. I don't audition well, and part of it is that I have a problem with the snarky Hollywood click that casts these things. They're not all that way, but that day I remember distinctly getting the Queen's wave from the girl. The guy never made eye contact with me, never showed me any humanness, and something in me rebels. Like, I don't want to entertain them, don't want to make them laugh, and yeah, I got to get over myself. I have this conversation with Patty over the, all the time. Got to get over it. Johnny got over it, and he got the role, and then they canceled the show. Welcome to Hollywood. Click. I didn't take any pleasure in it, though. Johnny is a talented dude, and I was hoping to ride in on his coattails. By the way, I have to do this podcast into my cellular telephone because I forgot batteries for the Tascam. I'm on the road home from Palm Springs. I don't know what it sounds like, but if I had a bet, it would be shitty. Before I get to the story today, also about having a problem with authority and being overly sensitive, I've been thinking, when I'm on the road, I go running most of the time and end up in places that a smarter person would avoid. And it's not just because I'm a moron, as my parents would have you believe, it's because I have a sense of adventure. Yeah, I could look at a map before I go running into the hills, but I would rather discover it for myself in real time and end up in a strange city and have to call Patty to come pick me up. I prefer that. So I went running in 107 degree weather in San Antonio, almost swooned. In Oregon, almost ran into a beaver, the only beaver I've ever seen and uh, word to the wise, doesn't look anything like the cartoon versions that I'd seen my whole life. It was creepy, unnatural looking. Part river rat and part porcupine, move like a snake. I don't know if they bite, but I ran and screamed like a girl. <laughs> Just in case, safety first. And I uh, went running into the hood when I was in Pittsburgh, right into the, right into the projects. <laughs> the only, only guy in, in a visor, to be sure, and maybe the only white guy. Somebody called me a French fry and a bitch, and I ran up that hill with uh, con gusto, with a vigor that I didn't know I had in me. At the top of that hill was a cemetery, for their convenience or for mine. Most recently, I was running in the hills, and yes, I have a problem with the signs. Stay out. Private property. Get a life. Because these people don't own the view. They don't own nature. That should be a, a thing for the people. 
Yeah, man, me and my hippie views. So while he is putting his signs up in the picket fence, I scale around it like Spider-Man and keep going. The ultimate F.U. I turned my music up so I wouldn't hear what he had to say, but I still heard them call me an a-hole. I got that much. Went running up through the trails that have been there for thousands of years, longer than that man, and his little title that he somehow imposed on the Native Americans, and come up to the next clearing. All of a sudden, these dogs are in my face. Two big... And I have a fear of dogs because when I was a kid, I was attacked by one. And I have nightmares to this day, once in a while. And I go skidding out in the other direction. All the way back down and have to scale that fence in reverse. Humiliating. But as I was going home, I remembered the look on the face of the guy as I scaled the fence in reverse. And it was one of satisfaction. And it dawned on me that he called ahead to his buddy and they released the hounds, Smithers. And I was so upset by that, I started plotting my revenge in detail while I was running, what I would do, what I might set on fire. Yeah, it got bad until <laughs> I go, what am I doing? Like, like, I'm willing to make life decisions and bad decisions because I was offended. And only the ego can ever be offended. I don't know. I think at some point somebody told me that the only way bullies will stop picking on you is if you stick up for yourself. And I just have a broader definition of bullying. What else has been going on? I was in Puerto Rico, got stuck there. As a matter of fact, the travel agent planned my uh, airplane ride too close and didn't account for the time change and I got a bonus stay in Puerto Rico and I got stuck with the bill because I did not follow protocol. The funny thing about Puerto Rico is that there's no, uh, no this was St. Martin before that, there was no freeway between the ship and the airport. So these drivers who get paid by how many trips they make are ripping down these streets like it's a Formula One race course. Scary. It's not smooth streets. They're made out of cobblestone and potholes. Little men are jumping out of the potholes. Think the war is still going? Yeah, it was bad. I don't know. Should I be able to high-five passers-by while we're doing 80? And the taxi drivers speaking French and Cajun? Is Cajun a language? <laughs> he was talking spicy in his CB. I guess it would cut down on texting and driving because you can't really text when every moment's a life and death situation. Like a luge. That's what I felt like. We were luging between the airport and the ship. What else has been going on? I spent uh, Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving with Patty's family and we made tamales because Patty's Mexican and I, uh, I married in for, for my own protection. And they treat it like it's a, like it's a war effort. Like, I, I don't know why. They're making, they're just cranking these things out like it's an assembly line. Ta -da 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 and with this robotic pace, <laughs> they're like, you know, hurry up, gringo. I'm like, what are we building, a pyramid? What's the, who's going to eat all these? 
and then they come by and inspect mine <laughs> for quality. I'm like, oh, you wanted masa? I was, I was trying mayonnaise. Yeah, I gotta, I'll start over. A lot of fun though. I, I am grateful for Patty's family. They've accepted me as their own, despite my weirdness, and now I am officially Mexican. I'm happy about that. So my story for the day is about my computer. Yeah, don't tune out yet. It gets good. I'll try to make it good. I didn't realize going into this business how much I would rely on the computer and the kind of skills I would need to develop or else. For instance, there's a lot of graphic design, at least when you're running shows. I mean, people are always going to be asking for headshots and bios and, and similar things, but when you run a show, it all starts with the poster. And sometimes the person doing the poster isn't that great where I look at it and go, well, obviously I could do better than that. And then I spend the next three days with my head in Photoshop learning, just computer hell university. I have two master's degrees from computer hell university. And then there are, there's promotion, there's Google AdWords, there's advertising your own wares, there's building a website. I have spent most of my adult life with my head uh, at the computer look, researching stuff. In other words, it's important, like everybody else, all the email lists and I have to learn how to do eye contact and blah, 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 and everybody's got their own language and they all want to be your everything. I want to do a spoof about that, a BG song where you, you just log on to Google Gmail and it's like, can we uh, rearrange your, your, can we rearrange your website? Can we be your default? Would you like us to synchronize with everything else? I just want to be your everything. Open up your contacts. I don't know. Spitballing with you fine people. I'm on the road back from Palm Springs and it's raining. Yeah. I thought we paid taxes uh, so that wouldn't happen. So my computer not too long ago went down with something called Windows 10. Yeah. Windows 10 seemed like a good idea. And they kept bugging me to upgrade, so I felt like I was going to have to do it eventually. Why wait? Why postpone the inevitable? I upgrade, and it stopped working altogether. And I'm like, oh, that's why I should have waited. <laughs> waited for them to work out the bugs. So instead of trying to uh, start all over and reformat the hard drive and do a clean install, I decided just to hire a professional, spend a little bit of money, do it right, and minimize the downtime. I'm all about no downtime. I want to be up on my feet, running as soon as possible. So I go looking for uh, local computer people and come across a guy who goes by the name of Computer Wiz. He has a mobile van and it says he's got 30 years experience. I've seen him bopping around town. I said, okay, that sounds like my guy. He can surely do a clean install of Windows 10 on a perfectly good computer. So we meet in a parking lot, red flag, <laughs> and uh, he takes down my information, he takes my computer, and he, as he drives off, I'm thinking, did I just give my computer to a guy in a windowless van? I knew I shouldn't have taken the candy. It, I had this sense of foreboding. But I let him know that 
I had gone to him because I want to minimize the downtime. I need to be up and running and I want to make sure it's done right. Can you do it quickly? And he said, of course I can. I've been doing this for 30 years. Doesn't call me all day long, which is already longer than too long for me. So I'm getting upset right out of the gate. When he does call me later in the day, when I know he won't be working on it, he tells me that it's going, going to cost $100 just to have him look at it. <laughs> Something else I should have covered up front. Hashtag naive. And yeah, maybe I am a moron. And $300 for him to install Windows 10, which I owned already. $300. And there's a, a long pause on the phone where I'm trying to not lose my shit. It's extortion, people. It's, it's just a different form of robbery. And <laughs> after this long pause, I just biting my lip and I go, just do it. And I said it with a, that kind of tone and I hung up. And I'm sure that was not a good uh, foundation. We got getting off on the wrong foot together. And I call my dad to find out you know, how badly I'm being screwed. Whenever I want to know how badly I'm getting screwed, I call my dad and he said it was pretty bad. And I had this sick feeling like I, I had been duped and I had been taken, but I needed my computer. I had shopped around for some other computers to see how much that would cost and that would be eight or nine hundred. So for a third of that, I can have my perfectly good computer back. The next day comes around after a fitful night. Yeah, I was losing sleep over it. <laughs> That's what makes a comedian, I think. Overreacting, overly sensitive, terror around money, problem with authority. He calls me midday, again, too long, and tells me that the wireless, uh, the, the mouse, the, uh, the mouse is not working. And he, there's nothing he could do about it because it's, uh, it's a hardware problem. And I go, well, there was no hardware problem when I gave it to you. And he goes, no, it's, it's uh, your problem. I did everything I could. And I, I lost it. I, I, had, I had an anger issue at that moment. And I let him know at the top of my lungs all the things that I was going to do to ruin him. <laughs> You'll never work in this town again. And I threw out a lot of things about, uh, I do have a relationship with the newspaper and they do allow me to write when things come up, a uh, humor column and oh, how I would write and write and write to expose him for the sham that he was. I also have two monthly shows that are local that are sold out every month and I would make him a running joke and make sure that anytime somebody saw his van, they would laugh and laugh at him and I would imitate his I don't know I think he was Armenian whatever his accent was <laughs> and I went on and on and I was fully prepared to do all of that in addition to the Better Bureau business and Yelp and the whole bit and I lost my voice yelling at this guy and I'd say this poor guy but no he's not he, he is a thief make no mistake he is a thief and I uh, hung up the phone on him and I started to get to work on all of those things. I was going to put my life down. So it went from being a $100 problem to being a $300 problem 
and uh, to me putting it down, putting my life on hold. So it went from me to not wanting any downtime to me putting my life on hold because I am, uh, I fly off the handle. Like the Billy Joel song. I don't know why I go to extremes. Too high or too low, there's just no in between. Something like that. Then the man calls me back about an hour later. I was expecting him to say that uh, he had finished my computer, but he said he was going, he called me and he goes, you know, I can see that you're not happy with my work and I'm just going to give you your money back. I never do this. I never do this, but you're obviously not happy. I can't make you happy. I'm going to give you your money back. So believe it or not, my hissy fit, my tantrum actually paid off because he took the time to look up my shows and look up the, all the places that I work around town. Oh, that was the other thing is I do a lot of the country clubs and the chamber of commerce and the city gala, the anniversary shows. I do, I do go in front of a lot of them and I was prepared to, to write a whole chunk around him. And I was going to I was going to write it until I got it funny, like real funny at his expense. And he called me back and he told me he'd give me all of my money back. And uh, he thanked me for uh, my understanding and the, the, that and just this one time. And I'm going, you know what, even right now, your, your insincerity is bothering me. The yuckiness of the way you do business. And we have these people go around just, just raping and and I'm and I'm talking in my high valley girl voice because I'm so offended. I don't know. Maybe I've just gotten to a point in my life where my tolerance for people abusing each other is at an all-time low when it should be at an all-time high. Like as I march into the light, the inevitable end of my life, shouldn't I be more Christ-like or Buddha-like, forgiving, compassionate? And yet, when I witness injustice, or when it is done to me, I, I just snap. And still, here I am, driving on the freeway with all the other animals, and so far I've not been to jail, because uh, I would not survive that. And I guess that's my story. <laughs> Did I take it up a notch? Aren't you glad you tuned into this comedy podcast? This is what really goes on. And I didn't write all the, I didn't do all the jokes that I had already written about him. Uh, and some of them I think were, would have been pretty good. But in fairness, he gave me the money back and uh, got it all out right now. So it's just between you and me and the guy who's, uh, who's going to go on sticking it to other people. I could have stopped it, but I uh, took my $300 instead. Thanks for tuning in. I'll smell you later.